DDCO at the plate. He's over two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. DDCO lets it fly, and it's oh, it's raining now. everybody and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. This is episode number 165 and today we're going to be talking about guys who wouldn't sweet spot a ball. That's right, a, a, a topic uh, inspired by our last episode um, where uh, our autograph buddy Chris uh, <laughs> speculated that, uh, or I don't know if he speculated or, or like was sure that Madison Bumgarner wouldn't sweet spot a, a baseball for an autograph. So uh, we've assembled a, a you know a, a collection of guys who we think also would not sweet spot a baseball. But before we get into that exciting topic. It is number episode number 165, and Jack, what is your 165 guy? Yeah, uh, so I figured I would pick Ioannis Cespedes. Um, you nice. know, he hit, a, he hit 165 home runs, so why not? Uh, we have, uh, you know, we, we, we've discussed him on this podcast before. Um, he had kind of a ridiculous demise with, like, his, his wild boar farm. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, don't, I don't even know if it was a farm. The, those wild boars may have just invaded whatever property he had. Um, be, yeah. He, you know... This guy like had a ton of talent, and he he could have been something. And when he was healthy, he was really good. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, you know he had he he could hit home runs. He could hit for power. He had a great arm. He had an absolute cannon for an arm. He had a rocket for an arm. Reference? Uh, Seinfeld. Nice, nice. Okay. Oh, Buner, right? Jay yeah. Buner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Th- there you go. Um, yeah, but he was like one of those, one of those Cuban guys who was just like, uh, you know, he came up around the same time as Yasiel Puig. Um, and they were really the same type of player. Puig was maybe a little bit more of a, like a flashy asshole, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, he was just one of those guys that kind of took the league by storm a little bit. Um, uh, but he just started getting hurt. Uh, and to be honest with you, Jeremy, I'm surprised he had 165 home runs because it doesn't seem like he played long at all. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. Um, it's also weird to remember that, you know, him on the Oakland A's, too. Um, yeah. But uh, and he was also on the um, the Red Sox for a, a spell. Also. And the Tigers. Yeah, I know. Yeah, weird weird history for him. I guess he was on the A's more than, um, you know, second most of any team. But, uh, yeah, it was a weird um, flash in the pan for him. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I was looking, he didn't really, like, he did okay in the 2015 uh, NLCS. It was NLCS against the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, just a weird guy. Yeah, weird, uh, weird totally. Story. I, always, I always remember that he wore cool gloves, it seemed like, at least when he was with the Mets. He always had, like, it seemed like he had, like, a, a blue and orange glove, uh, which was cool. Uh, I remember one time seeing a video of, of him. It was, like, just one of those MLB, like, puff pieces where a reporter would go around with the guy and just... Like he had like a just a bunch of sports cars, which also seems kind of typical for him. He's not he's not in our sweet spot, uh, guy. But like I, I you know I feel like you'd have a pretty hard time even getting this guy to sign. Um, oh yeah. So yeah. Anyway, Ioannis Cespedes, 165 home runs. I will um, also say that Christian Yelich had 165 home runs too, which means he mm-hmm. started this year with 160 because he currently has five. So mm-hmm. way to go, way to go, Yelly. Um, I feel like Schwizdom uh, uh, has that in just like the last two games. <laughs> yeah, um, what is what did uh, uh, Schwindel have two tonight? Yeah, two tonight, um, and then they went back to back, um, like the like uh, Sunday Monday or, or or Saturday Sunday something like that. So they're on a hot streak. Yeah. Um, started right after we saw him, I guess, but, uh, oh, well, um, but yeah, uh, let's see, um, uh, Cespedes real quick before we move on, like, you know, he had that, uh, so what did he do? He broke, is that the, he had like an injury before his injury, like the, the, the wild boar incident was, is that the one where he fell in a hole and like broke his like heels or something? Yeah. 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 He broke his heel bones, like in both of his feet or something. <laughs> Like who does that? Um, but then there was like another injury before that. Like he had like a weird injury rehabbing from that. And then that happened, or maybe he was rehabbing from that injury and, and had another weird injury, like just a goofy story and a goofy guy really. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he also has a brother, 
uh, who was drafted by the White Sox, Yoelki Cespedes, and um, he or not but drafted, but he was like the top international free agent signing um, in 2021, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know, it's like it's not really a good. Like I don't I I would almost say like that would be like pro- prohibitive in signing him um, that he's like uh, related to Yoan Cespedes um, and like just the way that the the way that like uh, that um, Yoannis and then uh, uh, Puig like their careers have gone like it almost seems it's like a almost a cautionary tale so I, I guess people are I'd have to think you, people are hoping that Yoelki Cespedes doesn't end up like Yoannis Cespedes I don't know. No, and I'm, I'm looking at his numbers right now. He's 24 years old in double-A, uh, and he's got six home runs, and he's hitting 250. So I'm, I'm not sure Yoelki is even uh, even going to make it. Well, they they probably spent, like, they probably gave him, like, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, what would that be, eight digits maybe? Sure. So I, you know, I think. Jesus. I, yeah, I think he's going to, I think they're going to, you know, make him make, him make it, <laughs> I guess. But, um, I mean, like, yeah, you know, like he signed, um, you know, he had a lot of, uh, experience in, in Cuba and stuff. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. He's, this is only his like second, this is like his first full year of professional ball. So we'll see what happens with them. But, um, but yeah, the whites, I think, you know, the white Sox, they have many Cuban projects going on. Um, and, uh, he, obviously he's one of them. So yeah, we'll see what happens with Yoelki, but, um, definitely some things to look out for like for god's sakes if he has if, if he's even near like a, a potbelly pig you know get a like you know <laughs> fucking tie him up and and you know put him in a batting cage because bad things are are, are bound to happen so yeah um all right jack well i hey listen i couldn't um i couldn't like uh you know ignore the obvious here um with my 165 guy um with 165 wins is uh, none other than barry zito Mm, yeah, you were always a fan of him. Yeah. Um I for a minute there I thought like I'm like, what if Jack took Barry Zito? Like that would be the equivalent of me um stepping on your feet with Dalton Varsho <laughs> if you if you took Barry Zito <laughs> before me. But um yeah, I um you know, Barry Zito I feel like Barry Zito is one of the guys who actually got me back into baseball. <laughs> it's funny, it's like you know, like for some people it was McGuire and Sosa. <laughs> for me it was Barry Zito. Although he was mm-hmm. a very good pitcher for a while. Um but uh, but yeah, like you know, I talk about like my dark age of of like kind of like um, you know not not following baseball right around like the late right around like you know ninety nine two thousand, and um, I went on a trip with my friend Archie um, in uh, just out of high school. Like it was like the summer after our senior year, we took we took a bus up to uh, to Toronto, um, or actually no way. Let's see. I'm actually conflating. After the, the summer after uh, senior year, we took a bus to New York. Uh, I think like either later that summer or maybe like the next year, we we drove to Toronto. Uh, we did a road trip and we went to a Toronto Blue Jays game and they were playing the Oakland A's. And I saw this pitcher warming up like in, like down the 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 you know the the first base line and it was Barry Zito and he was like practicing his curveball and I was at like ground level with with the field and I was like watching I saw his like curveball like from ground level and it was just like it was crazy to see like up that close and like um you know that like in person and uh I was like whoa this guy is awesome like I've always been a fan of no I'm we know the we know the facts I know I'm a fan of lefties I'm a fan of guys with long hair and I'm a fan of guys who throw curveballs and make like you know big tough guys like knees buckle you know, when it's come, comes in at like 77 miles per hour and then it like lands dead center in the strike zone. Like, I love that. Um, and yeah, to see like Barry Zito's curveball, I was like, wow, this guy, this guy's pretty cool. And it, it kind of, I feel like it kind of got me back into baseball a little bit. So I started following him, um, probably early on. I'm trying to think of what year that, that must've been like 2000, like that, I, that, that happened, mm-hmm. um, 2000, 2001. Um, wow. and yeah. So early on in his career and, um, yeah, kind of followed him through there. Um, he won the Cy Young in 2002. He was 23 and five, which is wild, um, with uh, a 275 ERA. I mean, like his early Oakland numbers are like crazy, like really, really good. Um, and then of course he signed that big contract with the Giants and was largely a disappointment. Um, but, uh, 
yeah, he went back to Oakland for, uh, you know, for a couple games in 2015, uh, and then he retired. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, he, it's, it's too bad that he's kind of like marred by that, that giants, um, contract because he was really, really good in his first, uh, handful of years in Oakland. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I, I, I will say he, he pitched in probably the two most pitcher friendly parks in, uh, you know, in the league, uh, who goes to San Francisco and go and gets bad though? Um, that, yeah. that is weird. Uh, like I, I, I always, you know, kind of like the guy too, but his numbers with the giants were not good. It's, it's hard to explain that. Um, maybe he like, maybe his numbers in, uh, Coors field were just in Arizona. were just really bad, uh, mm-hmm. to, to parks that are usually pretty good hitters parks, but he never had an ERA under four, uh, in his entire time with the Giants, which which is just very strange. Yeah. Also, like you know, especially around that time in baseball, like guys would go from the American League to the National League and get better. Um, probably not in, not having to face the DH and like yeah, he did not get better. So like, I don't know if it was like a contract thing. Like the guy never seemed like he was like you know uh, like solely a baseball guy. Like he you know he plays like like soft jazz on the acoustic guitar or whatever and like yeah and he's a musician jeremy it's just like this guy this is who you now i understand it this is who you would be if you were a baseball player (laughs) yeah totally totally i mean i would uh i had my my music would have a little more edge to it than like what barry zito would play but like but yeah um you know uh so i think it was a combination of maybe the money and the fact that he was like you know like not really ever like just like a you know, a, a out of his mind, like athlete kind of guy. Um, so, you know, I think maybe he kind of just took it easy a little bit <laughs> in, in the, in the San Francisco Bay and like, you know, let that uh, Bay fog, you know, blow through his hair while he would play his acoustic guitar on his, on his balcony or whatever. And, um, you know, just maybe collected a paycheck. I'm not sure, but, uh, but yeah, not, not the same after he left Oakland. Yeah, for sure. He was a terrible hitter too. Um, a career 102 hitter, never never got an extra base hit. Uh, uh you know, you, you mentioned he wasn't a crazy athlete, but he was he was 62205, so he was he was he was built well. Um, yeah, I mean just just uh just something to point out, something I find interesting when you look at that, but uh yeah, you know, he did win a Cy Young. Um, he did have one one strangely bad year in 2004. He in 34 starts and 213 innings, he had a 4.48 ERA. So that that one's kind of uh, that's kind of puzzling because the rest of his numbers in Oakland are you know well well under four ERA. I wonder if that was the year he dated Alyssa Milano, and you know hard to did, say. Did they, uh, did did they date? Yeah, they did. Yeah, she dated every Italian baseball player. <laughs> uh, at one point, she dated Carl Pavano for a bit. Um, I'm not sure if she dated Mike Piazza, but um, but yeah, I think she dated every Italian baseball player at, at one point in the league. Nice, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, we, we potentially future episode we were going to talk about like f- uh, famous wags, wives and girlfriends of ba- of athletes. So maybe maybe we'll do that one of these days as well. But um, but yeah, that's Barry Zito. Okay, great. You know, sp- uh, speaking of pitchers, before I get to our topic, I just I just had something I wanted to say. Uh, so in, in the Cubs game tonight. Um, the uh, Cincinnati Reds used a position player to pitch. They 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 put Matt Reynolds on the mound, um, and I, I just wanted to say that this needs to stop happening. Like, do we just, pit, position players need to stop pitching? It's it's terrible. Um, <laughs> it's happened at least three times in the last week because he had Pujols do it, and then Yadier Molina do it. Did it like okay? Mm-hmm. The Pujols thing was like fine because it was it was at home. And the game was on national television. It was a Sunday night game. And Pujols, it's kind of cool that he's back with the Cardinals for his last year. And, like, you know, the, the crowd was standing the whole time and whatever. It's fine. But did anyone really want to see Yadier Molina pitch? Uh, well, hor- yeah. Horrible. I mean, maybe the, the Cardinals fans did. Who knows? I don't horrible. know. Horrible. <laughs> Just horrible. And now, now the Reds, the Reds threw in a position player in a game that was, uh, you know, a blowout. But uh, it's just, it needs to, it needs to stop happening. It's not cool anymore. It's just excessive. Uh, and you know, it, it, like what the these teams carry like thirteen pitchers now, and all they can't wait to change pitchers. You know, pitchers are lasting four or five innings, 
and then they're bringing a position player into pitch. It's it's stupid. Just use another pitcher or let let one of your relievers go two innings and just you know I understand. Sure, it's gonna like you know somebody's not gonna be able to pitch tomorrow, but that's the game. Like don't get blown out. It th- there needs to be a rule where they just they just have to, uh, stop using position players to pitch, or they designate one position player that can come into pitch. And if you've already burned him, then you're shit out of luck. Just it, it's got it's got to <laughs> stop happening. It's it's dumb. It throws statistics off. It's it's horrible. It's horrible. Stop it. <laughs> oh man, Jack, where's your sense of fun, man? It's not fun. It, these guys, <laughs> what? It's not fun to see some guy throw 58 miles an hour down the, uh, you know, just right down the middle, and you know these guys are just cranking homers. It's it's stupid. It's not fun at all. You know, there, there's that guy. I don't think we mentioned this guy last week. There was that guy with that shirt that said "Let Rizzo pitch." I can't think of anything oh, yeah. more banal than Anthony Rizzo coming into a game to pitch right now. Well, you know, I don't know. I'm like, I think like I'm I. I don't want to think like a Cardinals fan, but I I would imagine that the Cardinals fans were amused by seeing like Molina and and Pujols pitch. Um, you know, I think um, I don't really have. I don't. It doesn't. You know, it doesn't do anything for me um, one way or the other necessarily. Um, I was at the game where Anthony Rizzo pitched, and I thought it was pretty cool. Um, there's one cool thing about it, which is like if you are the team that's getting blo- like Molina pitched actually when the Cardinals were winning, which was weird. But um, if you're the team that's getting blown out, and then you bring in a pitcher to you bring in like, you know, Rizzo to pitch or whatever. Like, it's kind of funny because you're kind of telling the team like, yeah, fuck you. Like you're beating us by 10, but we're having more fun than you. So I, I like that aspect of it, but, um, it, it also creates that it's kind of like the, the, um, Williams Castadio or Astadio, um, dilemma, I guess the Astadio dilemma. Um, like, because like, it's like when, when, well, first of all, obviously the whole thing happened with Larusa and um, and Mercedes, which was you know, which essentially led to the the the, the demise of of uh, Yermin Mercedes. But it also like seems like mean. It seems like kind of like yeah, like mean. Like when you like when you just totally batter like a a position player pitching. Um, but it's like, what are you supposed to do? Like, are you supposed to just like bunt it? Are you supposed to like swing into the ground? Are you supposed to just, you know, just tap it? Uh, like the Cubs today, like, um, you know, like they showed, uh, uh, Andrelton Simmons, like they showed his face before, like the pitch from Matt Reynolds today. And he had this like fucking shitty and grin on his face. Like I'm going to crank this thing. And it's like, I, it does seem like, it seems like excessive to like tee off on a pitcher. It's like, you know. Are, are you proud of that like single that you got off of him? Uh, because he's just like, kind of like tossing it up there. And then it's like, you know, it's fans are like kind of amused to watch a pitcher pitch, but then, or like, you know, a, a whatever position player pitch. But then like, once they start beating his brains and it's, I think everyone is just either uncomfortable or like, come on, let's get this over with. So it, it, it creates some like uncomfortable, like behavioral issues obviously the um you know the league is mad at the the giants uh for for stuff like this but like uh it creates like a a tough situation where it's like do we feel bad that this pitcher that this like position player is getting his brains beat in so it it does it does create some like awkward situations i would say yeah i i mean i i get the strategy behind why you would would want to um use a position player i i agree that like it's fun until the the pitcher just starts getting battered uh, i think molina gave up four runs in the inning that he pitched uh-huh. um but it's sort of like shifting right i i understand why uh baseball teams want to use a position player to pitch because they just want to waste an inning um because they might need those arms tomorrow but mm-hmm. just because they're just because there's not a rule against doing something doesn't mean that like you, it's it's like good to, to do it. Um, so I think I think that the MLB could easily they probably don't think it's a problem, but they could easily solve this problem by just saying, hey, you get to designate one position player who could pitch in a game, like or just you can't bring a position player into pitch unless all of your other pitchers are hurt. Um, and then you know, and then watch how watch how you know. They'd let a reliever go two innings. It would probably be no problem. Just my opinion. Uh, and, like, so I, I I said Yadier Molina, Pujols, and then Matt Reynolds. And, hey, man, those are just the three I know about. 
There were probably <laughs> like there were probably three other position players that pitched this week. I didn't even you know, it, and nobody even talked about it. Uh, Brett Phillips has pitched a couple times this year, I think already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jack, would you rather have a position player pitch or would you rather have the slaughter roll? Um, I would rather have a real pitcher pitch that's not an answer to your question <laughs> right, right why do right. why do teams get to carry 13 pitchers if they're not gonna if they're gonna have put brett phillips in multiple times a year um yeah i don't i don't want a slaughter rule uh, yeah I, I just you know it, i don't think it's unreasonable to like have a pitcher pitch two innings instead of one inning yeah i think that's the problem i think that's where it gets murky which is like you know like if you have a does, I, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's it's a weird situation, but um, I would rather have a position player pitch than the slaughter rule. I'll say sure. that. Yeah, but, yeah. You know. Yeah, I think um, I don't really know what the solution is because, like, yeah, it just at the end of the day, it doesn't pay to like put innings on a pitcher. So, like, in the in those sorts of situations, like, so I don't know. It's like maybe they should have the option of like ending the game or something like uh but uh like yeah it's just um it's it's kind of a tough situation that is like dictated by strategy so you know i don't know but they are also getting rid of different like points of strategy so who who knows maybe they could get rid of it Uh, that that'd be an interesting thing if a team if a team had an option to just to just quit the game you know what who'd be the first manager to do that Right. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm sure he'd be, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure he'd be, he'd be uh, crucified by, uh, by his fan base. Um, okay. Well, you know, we, uh, who, who knows, man, we should have, we should have put an over under on, uh, how many position players we'll see pitch this year. Um, you know, yeah, 4.5. No, but seriously, it probably like 0.5 for us in person. Yeah. Um, we, how many have we seen? It was it only Matt, Matt Davidson. We saw a guy for the Cubs pitch too, didn't we? At Wrigley, Ooh. was it like Ian Happ? Um, yeah, maybe. Was it Caratini? I know he wow. pitched one game, but I don't think we were at that game. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Man, I, don't I, sw- know. I swear to God, I swear to God, we did. You'd probably have to look back at the stats, but it it was it was some guy I think for the Cubs, but it was an unremarkable guy. I don't think it was Happ. Um, right. It was some guy you you wouldn't have cared about. Uh, like if something happened to him, which sounds, <laughs> which sounds terrible. But, well, I mean, Christ, Jose Canseco, they brought him into pitch and he need, and then he ended up needing Tommy John. Right. Right. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that, that might be a case is for, for it, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't say, so yeah, knock him out. Oh, okay. Eric Sogard pitched a third of an inning. Okay. I'm looking okay. at here. Oof. That's right. Gee, well, yeah, that, that, that one did not make me, I was not delighted to see that one. <laughs> So now, you, yeah, you, you, you know, okay. Point taken, Jack, <laughs> you know, eliminate the pitcher, eliminate the position player pitching. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. T- TB t- to be continued, uh, especially if we see it this year. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, we thought this would be a funny topic guys who would, uh, not sweet spot. If you, if you sign them, Jeremy, could you give a real quick rundown again for those who maybe didn't hear it last week? What does it mean to sweet spot a ball? Yes. Yeah, so when you're getting an, a baseball autographed, um, <clears throat> there's like the little thin part uh, of the ball where the seams come together. Um, there's two on each ball. Um, I'm trying to grab a ball nearby here, but uh, um, got all you guys wait the Tim Anderson ball here. But each each ball has like two sweet spots. If you're looking at a, a league ball, the part where it says official Major League Baseball, and then Rob Manfred's stupid name. Um, that is the sweet spot, but then if you turn it, there's another sweet spot. It's a narrow part of the ball, and that's like the the main. That's like the best spot you would want to get signed by a player. So, um, you know, if you're getting like a ball signed by one person, you you, you normally want them to sign by the sweet spot. Um, and I said uh, last week, if like they're doing like a team ball where everyone signs it, or like the all star team, everyone on the team signs it, the players usually leave the sweet spot for the manager. So it's a, it's like the most desired spot on a ball to get signed. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think that, uh, uh, for, you know, for this episode, you had to think about guys who would still sign, but they just wouldn't sweet spot. I think there's, you know, a special type of like asshole player who just under no circumstances would would ever sign a ball Mm -hmm. um you know i'm thinking of a guy like uh you know well matt you know madison bumgarner that guy said he wouldn't sweet spot i kind of think bumgarner just wouldn't sign uh a guy like albert bell 
Um, got you know guys like yeah. that. There's just no chance that they would even sign. So there was no uh, there was no point in putting them on this list. So for this list, I tried to think of guys who might sign for you, but would not would not sweet spot. I don't know if that was your mentality too. Yeah, that was pretty much my mentality. Um, so um, yeah, that's that's kind of how I went. We'll see how we go here. Um, we we um, picked seven guys, and then we picked one legacy guy, so one like all timer who would not sweet spot the ball. So it could be from any era of baseball. Um, and uh, yeah, let's see what we let's see what we came up with. Yeah, uh, Jeremy, who is who is your first guy on this list? It'll be interesting to see if we have overlap. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Who who is who is your first guy? So I think we each picked seven guys and a legacy. Right, right, right. So, um, so yeah, Jack. Uh, I, I'll I'll try to go like most obvious first, and then kind of go. I, I I had some like kind of like you know outside the box thinking here, but um, my first guy who went sweet spot the ball I have is uh, Garrett Cole. Sure. That's yeah, that that that's a good one. Why did you why did you pick Garrett Cole? Not that I need to in explanation, but Yeah, I would say probably just in the same uh, vein of like a Bumgarner or a Kershaw who who wouldn't sweet spot it like for for not wanting to um uh you know have someone flip the ball for sale. Um Cole seems like a kind of a business oriented guy, you know, after the um after that the World Series when he, when the Astros lost and they interviewed him. Uh, he was wearing like that, like Boris agency hat. And he's like, I no longer work for that team. <laughs> like, even, though, like, it was, yeah. even though the game just ended like five minutes ago. Um, and so like, you know, like you would probably like give him the ball and ask him a sweet spot. And he'd be like, um, I'm uh, contractually obligated to not sign, <laughs> sign there. <laughs> so uh, that's why I went with Garrett Cole. Nice. Yeah. I wonder how many Boris clients will, will appear on this list. Um, oh, good call. Yeah. So, so my, uh, my first guy is Zach Granke. Ah, yeah, okay, for sure. That yeah, makes sense. I, I feel like Granky would sign for fans or at least for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, you know, th- this is a guy who wouldn't even sign for a player who, like, collected, uh, you know, who collected autographs. Who was uh, that? Do you remember who that player was, Jack? I can't remember. Oh, man. It, w- it wasn't an – like, did he do it at the All-Star game, was it? that Like, the guy – it was a relief pitcher who you wouldn't think would be in the All-Star game. Was it Brad uh, Ziegler? Yes, that was Brad was Ziegler. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, Zach Ranke wouldn't even probably sweet spot for a, a guy who, like, was his peer. Um, he's not going to do it for other people. So I, I do think Ranke would be one of those guys who, who might sign for you, especially mm-hmm. if you were a kid. But, you know, he's he's not going to sweet spot. And I, I don't think it's it's because he, uh, because he doesn't want people to make money off of him. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, like, he just um, – it's just because he's, like, a weird guy. Yeah, he couldn't. He wouldn't. He he couldn't comprehend why someone would want it sweet spotted. I think. No. I think, no. Yeah. Like no. to him, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, Jack, it was Pat Neshek. It was Pat Neshek. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense. Kind of the same, same thing, different thing, but. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, that's 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 a good call though. I I hadn't I wasn't thinking along those lines, but that's like the perfect call for this. But yeah, definitely yeah. wouldn't like. He just wouldn't get it. He'd be like, what? Why? it's like uh, because it's better it's like but yeah but why it's like okay whatever zach just sign it wherever let me go on uh let me move on i want to get um you know angel baroa's signature or something (laughs) i don't know i i do i do hope he doesn't retire this year uh any you know he's kind of an entertaining character but um nice anyway uh yeah who's your next guy all right jack i have um justin turner Mm. justin turner okay okay i like it um, you know, like, uh, we all know like his actions after the 2020 world series going sure. around and, and spreading COVID to his teammates, like a good teammate would do. Um, they talked to him on, um, like Sunday night baseball or something. Yeah. I saw, I saw that, that inning just a couple weeks ago when they were in Wrigley, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw what I tweeted, uh, to the account Jack, but I wrote something like after hearing Justin, uh, Turner, like, you know, live on TV, I can see now that he's the kind of guy who would like go on the field and spread COVID to his teammates. Like he just, he, he just just seemed like a complete, like just jock meathead, like bonehead. Yeah. His responses were very monosyllabic. Um, and you know, it, it, it wasn't great. He he wasn't a good mouthpiece and you know, they're interviewing him because I think Boog was doing that game and like, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're interviewing this guy like, uh, you know, like they used to say in the thirties and forties, like, Hey, like, you know, like he's a regular guy. Like they're trying to be like, you know, they're trying to be pals with him and, you know, make him look good. Like this guy, you know, at the height of a pandemic, 
uh, during like you know the the worst co- uh, COVID paranoia ever was. This guy found out he had COVID and ran on the field with just zero regard for anybody else who was out there. Like, come mm-hmm. on, this guy's a fucking asshole. Yeah, and we're just yeah. gonna—he's just gonna get a pass. Like, this is this is like Michael saying Michael Kopik throws one hundred and four. Like, are we just gonna just overlook the the facts here and just just interview this guy? Yeah, it, yeah. It he, he did not seem like the brightest bulb, and uh, definitely not worth the time to to devote to him. No, but um, and I, I agree that is. he probably would not sweet spot. No, no, just you know, I think like he would. Be like, yeah, man, not going to do it. You know, just like something just like brash and bold like that. Right, for, for sure. Um, my next guy is Max Scherzer. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and so I, I feel like Scherzer, um, again, he might be a guy who would sign if there were kids there. Uh, I feel like if we tried to call him over, there's no fucking way he would sign. But, you know, he might he might sign for, sign for some kids. But Scherzer is definitely the type of guy who who knows what sweet spotting is and would would purposely not do it um you know whereas that. zach Greinke, may, you know may not know or comprehend scherzer would know exactly why and he would you know he he wouldn't do it for the same reasons kershaw wouldn't do it uh and i think we i think we were talking about this off the pod um i think we were talking about it at the game because scherzer got injured um and you know a couple weeks ago like the japanese ambassador tried to throw out the first pitch and the yankees like uh Day, uh, game day operations like fucked up and you know they there was a little bit of a rain delay and like they ended up skipping the first pitch and the Mets came out to warm up so this Japanese ambassador like comes out to throw out the first pitch and Scherzer's already warming up and, and he wouldn't let this Japanese ambassador throw the pitch and then the ambassador like you know did a walk of shame back to the dugout the whole the whole thing was a, a sad you know a sad state of affairs uh, <laughs> yes but I, I think that Max Scherzer could uh could have could have just stepped off because it's like hey man you know it's uh i think it was japanese heritage night like i i can interrupt my warm-up that i've done a thousand million times to just like let this guy let this guy throw out one pitch and then like 30 seconds later i can continue warming up and you know maybe the umpire will even give me a few extra warm-up tosses because i was a because i was a nice guy about it but instead he had to like be psycho max scherzer and just completely ignore this guy uh, and who's this guy who's got like probably, you know, 10 times more education than Max Scherzer does, <laughs> um, you know, and works a job that's like 10 times harder and more important. And Max Scherzer is just going to go full on Mad Max psycho and uh, and, you know, and not not let this guy throw the pitch. Uh, yeah, he, he just kind of gets a pass for being a psycho because reasons because he's Max Scherzer. Right. Yeah. 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 Like we, we are, it's like, he's like a lovable psycho at this point, even yeah. though <clears throat> a psycho is still a psycho. So right. yeah. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Yeah. That's uh that's, you know, it's kind of, kind of tricky there. Oh yeah. Um, all right, Jack, I, for my next guy, um, I have, <laughs> I'll go with one of my silly ones here. I have G man Choi, Jack. Oh, okay. Okay. I think G Man Choi would not sign. I don't know what G Man Choi is like because he never came out to no. you know to see him yeah. at that game. Like so I think for he would I I I theorize he wouldn't sweet spot for one of two reasons. One, because he would be too busy like slapping towels with um Randy Rosarena in the yeah. in the clubhouse. Um or two, like I could kind of see G Man Choi being kinda of like a bully. Like he kinda of looks like he could be like a high school bully, okay. you know? Cause just cause he's like a big guy yeah. and like, he was like, so I, I could see like him, like you going up to him and like asking him for like a, to sweet spot it. And he kind of like grabs you by the shoulders and picks you up and then just like pushes you into like a locker or something. So, yeah, sure. It's like, he's like the, the Tampa Bay's version of like Jonathan Papelbon. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, or like ogre from uh, revenge of the nerds or something, <laughs> you know? Yeah, sure. He's like the Korean ogre. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You know, Jeremy, I, I refuse to believe that him and Randy or Rosarena were doing anything other than slapping each other with, <laughs> with towels and in, in the shower, like trying to slap each other on the butt. Yeah. With their towels. Um, you, you that's hope that totally that's like ha- a Simpsons joke. Yeah. You hope that that's what was happening because, um, 
anything less would be a disappointment, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> especially because I think uh, I think Chris said uh, that Rosarena signed uh, the next yes. night, uh, which is a, a massive disappointment. Yeah, that real quick. That that's a that's an interesting follow up to to that story. We didn't talk about it last week, but um, the guy Chris, who we talked to outside of the Cubs uh, at at the um, the D backs game, he was at a different Rays game, and he said he got Wander Franco and like all these guys on the on the Rays. And for us, like it didn't seem like any of them would ever sign under any circumstances. So uh, I was kind of bummed a little bit to to hear all that. Yeah, I don't know what the hell happened. Maybe it's just there was snow at that game or something. It right, was just they were yeah. they were cold and they all just wanted to go home. But yeah, man, Wander Wander Franco seemed uh, seemed fucking too Hollywood for anything uh, when we went. And then the, I guess the next night, Chris was like, "Yeah, he was super nice. Like he signed and stuff." So I, yeah. I guess you guess it really does matter what night you catch these guys on. Unless that guy was totally lying to our faces, which right. I guess is a possibility, but um, I didn't think so. But yeah, that was, uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but uh, you know, I don't know. We'll have to wait. Like, well, I don't know. Next year they're going to play like a balanced schedule. So maybe they will play the, the Rays sooner than like three years. I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's possible. Um, well, uh, my next guy is Corey Kluber. Oh, interesting. Another yeah. Speaking of, the, speaking of the Rays, cause we yeah. saw him that night too. Right. Another guy who didn't sign for us, yeah. Yeah, well, I was, yeah, I was gonna say like, th- this is the type of guy who, uh, you know, he he wants to be on the level of Scherzer and Kershaw in terms of the reasons why he wouldn't sweet spot a ball, but like, you know, a Corey Kluber autograph isn't gonna be worth anything in in ten years. Yeah, unfortunately not. I had a Corey Kluber autographed card and I sold it, and I don't sell many cards. <laughs> did Did you sell it for good money? I think I made a profit on it, yes, but um, it was maybe like fifteen bucks or something, and I bought it for five or something. I don't know. Yeah, sh- sure. Um, I-, I mean, hey, the guy's won two two Cy Youngs. He he'd be a cool guy to get, but uh, you know, I-, I I don't think he'd he'd sweet spot for you. I think he think he he would think that he's above that. Um, right, <laughs> right. He's like, hey, you know, come on, sweet spot it. What do you mean? Kershaw doesn't sweet spot. Mad yeah. Bum doesn't sweet spot, so I don't sweet spot. It's like, okay, yeah. Corey. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Um, you know, and uh, <laughs> I, I think that, that this is a good time to mention that I, I, I will say I'm not surprised at all that Clayton Kershaw will not sweet spot. Um, he's like kind of a low-key, uh, I don't know what the word is, but just like interesting guy. He's definitely like seems like he's very private. Um, uh-huh. I, I was reading reading an article on him. And he uh, he said to the reporter, uh, like, you know, hey, I, uh, I I'll, I'll only give you like 10 minutes and the clock is ticking right now. Um, and then they Jeez. started talk talking about something. And then Kershaw was like, all right, well, you got six minutes left. Is this really what you want to talk about? And like after Jeez. the allotted time, they were just done. And it's like, man, fuck you, dude. Like, wow. Uh, yeah. he, he seems he seems like a really like. When, when, whenever they interview him on TV, like he's really like polished and he always says the right things. And I think when he's done playing, he's going to have a career uh, in broadcasting. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's he's like a, a cerebral assassin, so to speak, <laughs> um, you know, to, to, to reference Triple H. But uh, yeah, I don't know. He's a he's an interesting guy. Well, that would make sense then why he's like that. He's friends like he grew up with like Matthew Stafford. I yep. fucking hate Matthew Stafford and I hate that fucking AT and T commercial. Have you seen that commercial, Jack? No, I, I haven't. You're lucky, man, because they play it every fucking commercial break uh, nowadays. But like, it's him with like the AT and T girl or whatever, and he's like, he's basically saying like, so you're telling me that I can get a deal on a new phone. Uh, even though I've always had my old phone and I've been with my old phone forever and I love it and I'll always love it, but I, now I can get a new deal that fits me better and I can have instant success. And like, he's talking about, you know, being on the lions and then going to the Rams. Right. And then like, and she's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. and he's like perfect or something. And then he winks at the camera and it's like, you fucking little prick. Like, fuck you. You, you like, I'm so pissed that they won the fucking super bowl, but like, yeah, and like I, everyone is all like all can like uh, like uh, you know they think he's the best goddamn quarterback, but like if he was so good, then the Lions would have won. I'm sorry, you know the Lions are a doomed franchise. But if he was so good, he should have led the Lions to. They didn't win any playoff games, I think, right? Like they still haven't in in years or ever or something, right? Yeah, I maybe they've won one in their whole history, but I don't think they ever won one with him. They may they yeah. may have made it. They may have made it one year, um, uh, but like. 
Also, with that commercial, so I've never seen it. They had a similar one with Mike Krzyzewski that was airing during March Madness. But uh, with that commercial, you know, with what Matthew Stafford is saying, like, how, how are you just going to shit on the Detroit fan base yes. and that team? Like, that team probably paid you $100 million, and I'm sure they, you know, they gave you, they gave you everything you wanted, and they set you up for, the, you know, generational wealth. And, you know, these fans embraced you. Like, you know, my friend Brandon, who's a huge Lions fan, loved Matthew Stafford. Uh, I can only imagine that was how, you know, most of the fan base felt about him when he was their quarterback. And you're just going to shit all shit all over him like it's some kind of joke? Well, and he does it, yeah, and he does it in a cutesy way, and then he winks at the camera like, hey, you know, I, I still care about you, Lions fans, but I wanted, I ended up leaving so I could win a, World, a Super Bowl because that's all I care about. It's like, fuck you, man. Stay in Detroit and win there. Like, they're the team who made you. Yeah, he's a fucking prick. And then, like, that whole thing with the, the photographer, like, fell off the stage, like, at the, like, Super Bowl rally, and then he just, like, turned around and walked away, and the fucking girl was like... She like broke a bone, like her her spine or something. Jesus Christ! You didn't hear? Did you hear that one story? Did no, you hear that story? No. Like there was a photographer like on the the stage and like she was taking a picture of Matthew Stafford and his and his wife, and she was like backing up to get the picture because he was going over to like you know wave to the crowd or like like throw stuff at the crowd and she backed right off of this like stage and fell and it's fucking horrible and. And he, he, he sees it and he goes like, ooh, like he makes like this face like, ee, and then turns around. It wasn't even like, ee, it was like, whoop, okay, I'm out of here. And yeah. then he just turned right around and then his wife actually got down and helped the woman. Um, but he, Stafford looked like a, a total prick, uh, which he is, which I was saying the whole time. And that was his true colors. And so fuck Matthew Stafford um, and fuck the Rams and fuck LA, I, you know, fuck all of it. Yeah, man. Uh, character revealed as as Buzz Buzz Williams would say. Um, is there, is there footage of that that uh, the photographer thing? Yes, there is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna have to uh, have to look that up. You, you know, it it would be funny if they made a uh, if they made one of those commercials with Cal uh, Calvin Johnson or, or Barry Sanders, and the, <laughs> the the commercial would go something like, you know, Calvin Johnson would be like, Hey, so I have this phone and it really sucks. Uh, and I just don't want to have a phone anymore. And then the, per- the other person would be like, are you sure you don't want, like, do you want, I'll get you a, a newer version of this phone or a different phone. You don't want any phone. It's like, no, I've had this phone for so long that it sucks. And I just, I never want a phone again. <laughs> yeah. And done. And then the commercial, and then the, they would wink at the audience. And then yeah. it'd be, yeah. 100%. Um, that would be more, that would be more at least truthful. And like, I think Lions fans could appreciate that a little more. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, All right. Uh, yeah. So I think. Wow. That. Uh, did, yeah. We were on Corey Kluber there. So oh, that was a nice, <laughs> nice little segue. Um, okay. Yeah. Who's your next guy, Jeremy? All right, Jack. I have um, Yasmani Grandal. Mm, okay. Okay. I, there's just something about you know the like Yasmani Grandal looks like uh, the rapper. Um, uh, uh, shoot. What the hell is his name now? I I made this this uh, thing before but this was uh, like an episode one joke or something yeah or episode it, it, two. it was it was very early on why can't i why am i completely drawing a blank on the rapper um but uh he looks like that guy well this is whatever i can't i can't move forward without thinking riffraff is his guy's name. <laughs> riffraff um yeah so um i'm glad that i could like google like i googled yasmany grandal rapper and riffraff came up so that's pretty cool nice um so, um, so yeah, is this, um, yeah, anyway, um, so I don't know, you know, if you look at Riff Raff, take a look at him and think if he would sweet spot the ball. Uh, no, the answer is no. He would like, be like, he would probably like hiss it. He'd be like, Iss! and then like, you're going, ah! <laughs> and like you back off and I could see Yasmany Grandal doing something like that too. He would just be like, like, eh, man, get out of here. Like whatever. And just like, you know he'd run off and uh you know you wouldn't get anything so you would probably drop the ball in the process and then he'd take it and give it like you know play catch with it or something he really does look like riffraff it's it's kind of uncanny yeah absolutely um <laughs> so um yeah yeah so there you go that's that's really all i got for you as many grandal i just think uh he just is not he would just you know like kind of like thug you out of it or something or tough guy you out of it you know him and Jan gomes actually look quite a bit alike yeah, yeah, for sure. Jan Gomes like, is like kind of like the 
like the um uh, uh like rehabilitated version of like Yasmani Grandal. Like he's <laughs> he's like kind of tried to settle down and like he has a kid in like a, a you know a sedan like now a four door like you know Ford Taurus or something. But yeah, yeah that that would just be like a baseball hell if those guys were uh were, were like the two catchers on your team. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing in the same city, I guess. They'll be playing each other this weekend. Uh, yep. Wow. Uh, yeah, luck, lucky Chicago. Um, <laughs> Christian Yelich is my fourth guy. Wow, Jack. Well, guess what? I had Christian Yelich as well. Nice. I, I <laughs> thought we might have some overlap on yep. here. That's that's great. Uh, so we, we've had two experiences now with Yelich outside the bus, and people yell at him like, you know, hey, Christian Yelich, and he'll do this thing where he'll do like this goofy wave, like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm a good guy, uh, but I'm not going to sign for you. Right. Um, you know that I I hate that 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 wave because it's like you know you you can't uh, you know you you called the law in Samson you can't call it off because you're liquored up and popular on payday you know to quote to quote Deadwood um, <laughs> it's like yeah you can't you can't try to act like a good guy but then not be a good guy come on right. man I I can I you know it's it's fucking I can see it as plain as day yeah um, I'd rather him do the Corbin Burns where he just puts his head down and, <laughs> and like almost like hurts his neck by just <laughs> putting his head completely forward. I appreciate that more. He's at least saying like oh, oh I'm not here, don't see me, but Yelich is just like, hey, yeah, what's up oh what what you guys want an autograph what I had no idea, you know yeah and then then next thing you know he's on the bus and the doors closed and you're standing in a puff of uh, bus exhaust. Yeah, no, right. Uh, it, uh, by the way, yeah, uh, thank you for reminding me of the, the Corbin Burns thing. Like, if that if that guy if that guy goes out uh, this year with some kind of upper body injury, like uh-huh. you know, we'll we'll know what happened. There were just, there were just too many people after the game outside. He just he couldn't put his head down down far enough. Um, exactly. Yelich, I feel like Yelich is one of those guys who will sign a bunch in spring training. You know, there's probably some guys who are like, oh, I, I only signed in spring training. So like, if if you want to get Yelich, I, I think that like spring training would be the place to do it. But yeah, the dude's uh, the, the dude's not gonna sweet spot. He's just like he's just kind of a stealth douchebag. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think he's like trying to just like be cutesy and uh, charming, but not actually help anyone or do anything for anybody. No, except for Aaron Rodgers, maybe. But <laughs> yeah, yep. Um. All right. Well. This kind of throws off our numbers just a little bit, I think, Jack. But um, I guess, yeah, I'll go next and we'll just see how it all shakes out. Um, I got a couple. Yelich was actually going to be my my finale. So now I have to kind of scramble a little bit. But um, I'm just going to go, Jack. I went a little um, unorthodox here and I went with a manager Mm -hmm. and not a player. And I went with Chris Woodward. Nice. Yeah, I was I was considering going with a a manager, too. I just uh, I, I didn't pursue it any further than than that but uh yeah yeah chris, chris wordward is a good one uh he's, he's probably got to be one of the most asshole uh managers out there yeah i think like you know he would um he would uh either like say like you know i definitely think he would be like you know like you know uh, you know i know what you're gonna do with that you're gonna flip it like no way man like you know there are guys who will like only sign an autograph and personalize it because yep. they know that you can't resell it um so i, I could see him doing something like that and like you know why probably because you know his managers did that or his the club quote unquote clubhouse leaders that he was on did it and he's just following their like baseball example even though it was a shitty one yeah for sure man i mean you know no no matter how uh, no matter what year we're in uh, no matter how progressive baseball becomes there there's just uh there's always going to be guys like that like just like guys who think that they're old school and know how to do things the right way Sadly, Andrew McCutcheon is becoming one of those guys, I think. Um, yeah. Just based on the, the whole drama with him almost getting hit or him getting hit by the Cubs in that first game and be like, no, he just he did it the wrong way. Um, he's de- he's definitely he's definitely that guy now. And and that's even a weird com- conversation, because if he would have just been like if he would have just said, like, hey, man, I got hurt once doing that. I don't want to play that game like I could I could respect that. Um, but you know, it's also one of those things where like, it wasn't a one-off, like, you know, they know the story, um, of why it all happened. We, we don't need to re, uh, litigate this, but like, yeah, it was just a weird, it was a weird stance. Like he was okay with getting hit. It's just, he didn't like the way that he did it, which is just like, okay, what do you like? 
you're arguing like a new time, a new angle that no one else has ever argued before. <laughs> you know, it's either pro pro or against. And this guy's like, I'm for it. As long as you hit me on the first pitch, it's like, okay, well, I, you know, I don't know how to react to that one. Yeah. When, when did that become the right way to like hit a guy? Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb. But you know, yeah. No, no matter how long baseball's around, um, you just, I, I don't know, maybe just the, the longer you're around the game, the, the crustier you become. Um, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, he's uh, uh Woodward is definitely um definitely that guy. So you know you know who's a manager who would sweet spot Derek Shelton. Yeah, I, I you know damn I I can't remember if he did sweet spot for those kids. He did sign a ball for them. Yeah, I don't remember he, if he sweet spotted it. Yeah, and and I, I wonder if he sweet spotted for that Polish guy. <laughs> right? <laughs> is he the, is he the manager of baseball? Uh, <laughs> that was that was fantastic. And you know Shelton was cool enough that he even like. He even took somebody else's pen and like signed the guy ball with it because he knew like whatever whatever he was signing it with was gonna smear on the guy's ball. So he like took yeah. a different. Uh, yeah, he was he was super nice. So he would totally sweet spot. Man, I'm glad I'd forgotten about that Polish guy. So that's. Uh, <laughs> so did I. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad glad we remembered that. <laughs> Is he the manager of baseball? Yeah, that yes, was a yeah. perfect a perfect cap to that just that whole thing <laughs> and most certainly <laughs> was yeah guy has no idea who, who Derek Shelton is um no. okay uh yeah my next one is kind of an uh, obvious one it's it's been in the headlines lately he's been in the headlines uh Josh Donaldson oh god yeah, yeah. Jesus and, and like you know we don't even need to go into any of the other <clears throat> the other stuff but uh I, I feel like if Donaldson signed your ball he again he's he's a guy who I think definitely knows what what sweet spotting is mm-hmm. um and he just wouldn't do it uh, just because he's he's selfish, you know, and and uh, he's he's a mama's boy. I, I think his I think his mom, you know, still does his uh, just his laundry every, every you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's um, you know, uh, yeah, he's just a fucking. He, he's he's a he talks a big game, but like this guy's a, this guy's a fucking mama's boy. Yeah. Oh God. I just if he didn't if he did nothing else in baseball. And that article was just existed where, yeah, he's like a mama's boy. It's like, I would, I would hate him. Uh, but <laughs> like, you know, even, even, but then like, yeah, with the stuff that happened, um, I guess last week with, um, uh, <clears throat> Tim Anderson, like, it's just like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, it, yeah. What a, what a little, just what a, just complete dirt bag. Uh, yeah. um, yeah, that's, um, that, that's, that's too bad. Um, yeah, that, yeah, he would like. He would like, you know, if he was chewing tobacco or something, he would spit chewing tobacco on the ball and be like, here you go. Here's your autograph. Or something. <laughs> like, that's what that's the kind of shit that he would probably pull. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's ugh, yeah, yeah, that was a bummer. <laughs> even just even bring up his name. But um, yeah, what a what a piece of crap. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I only have one uh, active guy left, Jack, so I'll go sure. for it yeah, here. Oh yeah, do you do you want my next one, and then we can both finish together before we get to our legacy oh, guy? Yeah, I guess. Because well, did you you said uh, Donaldson, right? Yeah, yeah, he was my last one. So you know, we we could get your last one if you want. Oh shit. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. My last one, uh, Jack, is um, <clears throat> Jordan Hicks. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I I like I like that. I like that. Yeah, and I think that Jordan Hicks. We talk about the uh, legacy of you know bullying. And like the, you know, like, like learning from your baseball elders, even though their message was wrong to begin with. And, uh, I hate to go like dark here, but like, you know, Jordan Hicks, uh, a, a victim of uh, bullying by Bud Norris and, uh, Mike Matheny. Right. Yes. Um, I, 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 I fear that like Jordan Hicks, uh, has, has it had gotten it beaten into him to not sign, not sweet spot it. So like, I think in a, in a, you know, in the, in the bright timeline and like the, the, the positive, uh, you know, timeline, Jordan Hicks science sweet spots and is cool. But like in the darkest timeline where he's like been tarnished by Bud Norris, um, he now no, it does not sweet spot. So that's the, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a bleak outlook, but I think Jordan Hicks does not sweet spot. Yeah. You know, that, that, that is a, uh, that's a good call, Jeremy. Um, I, I also think that, uh, yeah, I think you're really onto something with, with this one, I I, in, I seem to remember hearing that in spring training, uh, his first season with the team, or maybe second season, he was like showing up consistently late to the ballpark. Mm-hmm. So he was he was bull- bullied for sure. But th- this also seems like a guy who thinks he's hot shit. 
Um, sure. You know, th- hey, the guy can consistently throw like 103, 104 miles an hour, um, but he definitely, definitely thinks he's he's pretty pretty hot shit. Uh, he's in. He's a, a starter for the Cardinals now, which is kind of weird uh, that they yep. made him a starter. It's also strange that he's only 25. Um, I feel like he's been around for a long time, but I'm looking here and it, it says his rookie year was 2018 when he was 21. So you know, I, I guess he I guess he hasn't been around that long. Yeah, yeah, that's odd. Um, did and I think did he miss a whole year last year? Like, he, uh, yeah, he didn't play in the majors at all in 2020. Uh, he opted out because of the pandemic. It, sa- it uh-huh. says he pitched 10 games for the Cardinals. Um, last year. Last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm not sure. Yeah. He might, I don't know if he had Tommy John or what, but. Um, yeah, you know, um, uh, as uh, Scott Aukerman from Comedy Bang Bang says, uh, he thinks he's hot shit, but he's actually cold diarrhea. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but uh, but yeah yeah I don't know I I I'd like to think Jordan Hicks is cool, but um, but yeah um, you know, but that's fine if he goes away. Like I just hope that Jordan Hicks and Jordan Wicks don't overlap in baseball because it's going to be very confusing. I'm all, I'm already I'm already as I'm saying Jordan Hicks, I'm like, am I? Am I saying the wrong guy? Um, so like, yeah, go ahead and like let's let's get him, uh, you know, shamed out of baseball so Jordan Wicks, uh, Cubs first round draft pick, can uh, you know be the guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, by the way, Jeremy, I'm looking at Jordan Hicks's baseball reference, and it says his nickname is Type One. Do you know anything about that? No. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, like, reference? and this this is not something to make light of, but like, does he does he have like does he have diabetes or something? Yeah. Yeah, and and if so, is that worthy of a nickname? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hey Jack, I want you to call me, uh, uh, you know, alopecia or something. <laughs> like, that's my nickname from now on because I got it. You know, like what the hell? Like, what's up with that? Yeah, right, man. Uh, and then somebody will somebody will slap uh, slap somebody else in the face. Was that was that what um, Jada Jada Pinkett Smith had? Was it just yeah. like okay? There you go. All exactly, right, exactly. Yeah, nice. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, yeah, my next one uh, uh, can be no surprise here. It is a fan of establishments, uh, Tommy Pham. Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he gave an interview earlier this year. Jeremy and I talked. I, th- I think we talked a little bit about it on the podcast. But he, you know, he he was talking about why he signed with the Reds, and he was like, "Hey, man, I'm just here to get my numbers. Nothing selfish about that at all. I just want to get mine." What What are you talking about? That's the most selfish thing you could say. <laughs> you literally just said you're doing this for yourself, and then you're saying it's not selfish. So yeah. if this is a guy who's just looking to get his, he's not going to sweet spot for somebody. No, no. It's like, yeah, if you were, um, yeah, if you were like immediately going to list it on eBay and then like funnel like you know ten percent of that or twenty percent of that to uh to his like personal paypal account then like he's like i gotta get mines you know but uh but yeah no that's uh that's pretty sad yeah he's also the guy who said he he knew a guy who owned a gym um right right. yeah he's uh, yeah good good guy also also went to a strip club uh after a playoff game at in the at the height of the pandemic um uh, and he was with the padres and got into an altercation, I think, too. Right? Yeah, yeah, and and like a, a a strange altercation where like he he got stabbed, uh, like outside the That's club. Right. Uh, yeah, just 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 weird weird stuff. Um, and you know, I'm sure I'm sure he didn't instigate that that at all. So yeah, I, I, he was on my list, and then you know, my last current guy is Aaron Judge. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he, so Judge, I don't know if you saw this, but he turned down like a, a two hundred and seventy million dollar extension with the Yankees. I don't. I don't know if that's the exact number, but he. Uh, it was very high. It was. It was just south of of three hundred million, and he he turned it down. Uh, I I think that's a little. Uh, okay, so he's having a great season this year. He looks like he's going to mm-hmm. lead the league in home runs, but uh, the guy's never healthy. No. Um, yeah. It's. Um... I think I think we talked about well, maybe we talked about it like in person, but it's like it's a shame that like you know uh, Stanton and Judge have been teammates for so long and like have barely been healthy at the same time. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, there's the whole thing about uh, his ability to to play in uh, New York and eventually he, or I mean in uh, Toronto, and eventually he was able to. So I guess that's good. That's you know, I you know, I guess he, I'm sure he did it just for 
his numbers, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, you know, you know, actually what they're saying too is that when players are placed on the restricted list, it doesn't count towards their service time. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that if he would have been on the restricted list for all of the Blue Jays series, he would have uh, the Yankees would have been able to retain him for another year. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, there you go. So, you know, purely altruistic reasons to, uh, <laughs> to do what he, what he did. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so he's, um, yeah, I, yeah, it's, I thought I used to like him. Like he's like the, uh, you know, he's like the son of like, he was like an adopted and stuff. And like, you know, I think like, um, it's one of those things where it's like, geez, whoever, whatever parents like got rid of, you know, gave up Aaron judge for adoption, think they maybe they would have they kind of wish they would have toughed it out a little bit you know <laughs> um you know from a financial standpoint from an investment standpoint probably it's a good investment to invest in Aaron Judge but yeah. like um so you know the same guy seemed to probably have something to prove and you know he had like kind of a good story early on but um yeah he's not really quite um yeah and he hasn't been really healthy and like it's just like it's not quite what we hoped it would be the story no um so yeah he's he's definitely the last guy who I could uh, who I could see not sweet spotting. Yeah, I like it. Um, all right, uh, so we got our legacy guys now, Jack. Yeah, that's right. All right, Jack. Um, well, for my legacy guy, I didn't I didn't go too far back in in baseball history. Um, I'm thinking maybe you might have went like you know back in the day. Uh, we'll see. But um, I went uh, in the relatively recent history, and I went with uh, former uh, second baseman for the Florida Marlins. And New York Mets, uh, Mr. Luis Castillo. Oh, and I thought you were going to say Robinson Cano. Okay, yeah, Luis Castillo. That's an interesting one. Yeah, and it's all basically because um, <clears throat> because he didn't know his teammates' names. Sure. Um, and like he just seemed generally like he might just be like kind of uh, just uh, like out of the loop a little bit. And like I feel like you would catch him and say like, hey, you know, uh, Luis, can you sign this like right here? You know, and point to the ball, and he would like, he would like look at you with like a confused face, and then just like rotate the ball and just sign it in another spot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, I think guys throughout the years have, um, you know, maybe just missed the missed the boat and you know missed the window of like why you would get it sweet spotted. And so uh, I would I could see Luis Castillo being that guy. So that's my legacy guy, Luis Castillo. Yeah, that's good. You know, um, they say Ricky Henderson just like wasn't even close to knowing any of his teammates' names. Yeah. Um, and that's fine if if you're Ricky Henderson. Uh, but if you're Luis Castillo, you're n- you're not you're not good enough uh, or famous enough to have a reputation for not knowing people's names. No, no. It it just it was strictly just like, um. <clears throat> just just completely just being out of just you know just out of the loop heading the heading the ground like not knowing what was going on so um yeah it's it would be charming otherwise but uh yeah i'm sure it was kind of annoying too um speaking of ricky henderson uh yeah there's there's an autobiography uh not an autobiography a biography uh coming out about him soon just called ricky uh, apparently it's really good so I cannot wait to buy that and uh, and read it. Um, nice. I am all over that, as uh, <laughs> one of my friend's dads would say. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, anyway, yeah, my legacy guy was uh, Randy Johnson. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, he might have – well, it'll be inter- – I, I wonder who played more recently. Maybe Luis Castillo did. Yeah, yeah. Well, Johnson's last year was probably, what, 2000 2000- – was it like 2008 or did he pitch longer than that even? Um, <clears throat> good question. I'm not yeah, sure. I'm not sure. I'm trying it, to look, look it, it up right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, he's, he's another guy uh, of 2009. Okay. That's, that's still, yeah. that's later, later than I thought. Um, Castillo but, played till 2010. So, okay. Wow. Uh, wow. There you go. Yeah. So, so not, not in the way, way back. Uh, no. wow. J- Randy Johnson, five Cy Young awards. Yeah. He, he definitely, <laughs> he definitely wouldn't, uh, wouldn't sweet spot for you though. Uh, he, he seems like a guy who would know what it was. Uh, he, hey, he the guy paid his dues though. You know, he was pretty old before he, even. He made the he didn't make the majors until he was twenty four, and he didn't really get good until he was almost thirty. So uh, you know, maybe he's he's either a really nice guy and he signs for everybody, or he's he's just bitter because it took him so long to get good. Uh, yeah. What an, what an interesting career he had. Like even, even in his, uh, late thirties, he was still striking out over 300 guys a year. 
Um, man, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty pretty remarkable. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I could also see him being a really prickly prickly guy, kind of like an OG Bumgarner, um, and uh, just not signing for people. Also, weirdly enough, I yeah, I'd forgotten that his last season was with the Giants. So it's it's conceivable that yep. him and Bumgarner like talked to each other in spring training. Cause <laughs> I don't think I don't think Bumgarner debuted in, in until 2010, but. Uh, you know, those guys probably knew each other while they were in the organization together. Um, so <laughs> I, I guess maybe uh, maybe he taught, taught him some tricks. Yeah, he said, listen up, Mad Bum. Whatever you do, don't sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't fly to the game with your team. Um, <laughs> don't show up in the town your team is playing in until game two of the series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, de- definitely. Definitely what happened. Um, last weekend uh okay yeah well that was a that was a good list and that was a that ended that ended up being pretty pretty fun i'm surprised it had enough legs for an hour but yeah we did it <laughs> we sure did yeah which means that we can talk shit about any player for you know yeah any amount I, of time. I was gonna say this, this is it was mostly just us ripping on players that we didn't necessarily like yep absolutely which nice. what, what else would you expect so and, and why not um okay <clears throat> yep. okay cool yeah so we're uh uh you know jeremy uh uh you're you're going to be uh, out I'm, of town for a couple of days i'm as of the time that we're listening to this i'm probably somewhere in the uh, scottish countryside jack so all right all right yeah um, so um we'll uh yeah we um we, we were we're doing this episode uh we're recording it a little bit of uh in you know in uh, for the future i guess um uh in advance uh so we can drop something while i'm out of the country um <clears throat> next week the week yeah i guess next week i'll be coming back and um we're gonna play it by ear a little bit and we'll see how how jet lagged i am um if we can uh bring you an episode uh next week but if not just know that um you know i'm back and i'm uh full of you know shepherd's pie and i'm kind of feeling a little squirrely so uh you know just give us give us a one week grace period if you will are you going to scotland and ireland I, I am, yes. Nice. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you know, maybe you can, like, visit uh, Joe McEwing's, uh, you know, ancestors back there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Sure. Uh, yeah. It, yeah they'll, they'll, they probably don't know who he is. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, nor, nor should they, they care. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.